And once we get that right, which is for me the most important thing, that they have, first of all, respect. The second one is commitment. The third one, passion. Those three ingredients are non-negotiable. Welcome into the Non-Negotiables podcast, recording straight after the 5-0 win at Burnley. Big result in a big game, they're all big games now. Um, start with a lineup, same as against West Ham, I think we were all kind of expecting that. Uh, Emma Smith-Rowe did return to the bench, I was hoping we were going to see Tommy Asu on the bench as well, but we didn't, hopefully that's nothing serious, but... I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think it bodes well, really, with Tommy not making the bench today. He just come back from the Asian Games, and obviously there's still something bothering him there. Um, so just ESR back, no Vieira. Um, he wasn't on the bench either. Hopefully he'll be available in the week at, at Porto. So yeah, nothing, no real surprises there. I think it was as we expected. Um, game started, and Burnley immediately tried to make it physical which I was a little bit surprised about because they haven't really been playing like that under Vincent company um, but in the first minute you know they tried lumping the ball up in the air and then Sander Berg goes right through the back of Trossard which was fair I mean he, he wasn't a foul on Trossard but he definitely wanted to let him know he was let him know he was there um, and it was interesting that after the first couple of minutes where the ball was kind of ping-ponging a little bit, we get a free kick, and Raya really took his time over it. Um, and I think that was just, you know, a, a sign to settle down, which we which we did. Um, and boy, did we settle down quickly, because the move from that free kick ends with the ball breaking for Erdegaard. Brilliant touch. Excellent strike from the edge of the box, straight into the bottom corner. Man, what more can you say about Martin Erdegaard? I think before Christmas... I think most Arsenal fans at least were thinking that Declan Rice was probably the front runner for player of the year. Um, we were obviously top of the league at that point. I think we have to win the league for one of our players to be player of the year. Um, but we were all thinking it was Rice at that point. And I, I did say on hearing one of our one of our pods around Christmas time that for us to win the league, I think Odegaard has to be the player of the year, right? Like he's our most important player going forward. He's the one everything revolves around. If Erdegaard isn't our player of the season, then I don't think we've scored enough goals, basically, is how it works out. And after that Dubai break, he's just been absolutely sensational. He's been on fire. And again, he was wonderful again today. And this goal, he's just got everything, man. He's got those little passes. He never gives the ball away. He knows when to slow the, slow the game down. He knows when to turn. He knows when to lay it back. And... One more thing he can do, that he strikes from the edge of the box. And this is something Manchester City do very well. You know, we face a lot of low blocks like Manchester City do. And one of the ways that City get around it is De Bruyne in particular likes to shoot from the edge of the box. And what it does, it draws players out because you they can't just stay in shape when the ball breaks on the edge of the box. They have to come out, which then leaves the space in behind. And we did see this to great effect later on. Um, but yeah, wonderful goal by a, a player just absolutely on fire. Actually, I, I said to, uh, I was talking to um, Paz and Just during the game, and I said to him that the way Odegaard is playing right now reminds me so much of 
Dennis Bergkamp in 97, 98, when he was just absolutely unstoppable. He could do everything. He was scoring sensational goals. He was playing passes that no one else could even see, let alone pull off. And that is the level that Erdegaard is playing at now. I think he's the he's the best player in the country. He's overtaken De Bruyne for me now. Um, and he's just key to everything we do, and we need it to. We need that to continue. Immediately after, there was a uh, there was a funny moment as as a, the forward skipped past Gabriel down down by the touchline out on our left. Gabriel got up, came back, won the tackle, and he celebrated like he'd scored. And there were high fives all round. And I think that speaks volumes about the defence and the way that they are basically viewing everything at the minute. They just don't want to give anything away. You know, we give one shot on target up in each of our last two games, and they were determined to go one better this time um first 20 minutes really nothing much other than that happened the wind and the weather was playing a part it was raining it was swirling Burnley were playing a lot of long ball football which like I said before has not really been their thing for most of the year and I think it was it was almost an effort to slow us down as much as anything else and they were trying to they were trying to make the game bitty and I think for the most part they kind of did that we really although we were never troubled we really weren't getting we really weren't getting it down and playing until then but we certainly played our way into it we saw some really good Ben White corner hilarity as well about 25 minutes in um when him and the him and the defender are jostling and at one point he hid behind William Saliba which I thought was was quite hilarious but one thing I want to point out here the defender was wrapping his arms around Ben White and pulling him all over the place. Now, the defender actually got a free kick at one point when White almost backed off and he lost his balance because he was leaning on White. At some point, a ref is going to give that the other way. We are going to get a penalty for that at some point because you can't not look at the ball, bear hug your man, and just pull him out of the way. And that's exactly what's happening with, with Ben White. I'm interested to see if we mix it up and use someone else to go and do the block on the keeper because obviously it's very, very well known that Ben White is our man for doing that. And I do wonder if we do switch that up. But I do think at some point we are going to get a penalty for that because it, you, you just can't do that. And especially not in these days of VAR. Someone at some point is going to say, enough's enough. There's a bear hug there. He's being dragged to the ground. That's a penalty. Um, the pressure was building. We'd, we'd really started to get our foot on the ball at that point and started to play around and eventually the penalty comes we knew it was we knew it was a possibility we were in their box all the time and you could just feel they were on the edge a little bit now Erdegaard with a brilliant pass Trossard takes it on and the guy comes out of nowhere with a jumping tackle and I don't think he got much of Trossard but he got enough of Trossard and it was just a ridiculous tackle like he was nowhere near the ball he was never going to get it it was such an obvious penalty um, you you know it was it was clear as day and as soon as you look around and you see Erdegaard holding the ball you know Saka's going to take it because that's what we do and Saka takes it and dispatches it in the bottom corner last two weeks Saka's taken two really really good penalties I was never a huge fan of Saka as penalty taker before he's obviously missed a couple of high profile ones but that wasn't the problem for me and he's he, he's got immense bowl you know even at that age he's never scared to have the ball and he's not scared to take these penalties regardless of when he misses and you know he exercised a demon at uh, the London Free Stadium last weekend and it was a brilliant penalty again today the keeper went the right way he couldn't have done any more than he did 
but it wasn't enough. He, he just he couldn't keep it out. It was a really, really phenomenal penalty, I thought. He's obviously been working on that and, and kudos to him for that because it's it's a key part of the game. We you know, we do get a reasonable amount of penalties because we're attacking a lot. So it's important to have someone who sticks them away like that. I did wonder if Erdegaard was gonna take it. There's been a little bit of a theme this season where Erdegaard has taken the penalties away from home and Saka at home. Obviously that wasn't the case last week. Um, and Saka was obviously feeling it today. The only bad spot on the first half, Saka picking up a stupid booking right on half time, and I thought he was a little bit unlucky. You know, he heard the whistle and he knew that the he knew that the the, the game was dead, and he tried to shoot anyway. And you can't really argue with bookings like that, but I did think it was a bit overzealous that officiating. I didn't think it needed to be a booking at that point. We're going into half time. We're two 0 up. Is it really necessary to book him for that? But he did, and. Hopefully that won't come back to come back to bite us at any point. You know, if he misses a game through through accumulation of bookings, we're going to look back on that and go, man. You know, if he just hadn't have done that. But that was the only downside really to that half, though. I thought we were we were very good. We weren't excellent by any means. Um, we weren't as good as we were last week, but we were comfortable. We were always in control, and you never really felt like there was there was any way back for Burnley in this. You know, I said yesterday there's no easy games in the Premier League, or they say there's no easy games in the Premier League, but really there should be. And this was an easy game. Like it, it was never it was never in doubt. And one minute after half time, Erdegaard with an absolutely sensational pass, perfect weight inside the defender. Saka goes inside, cuts back outside, right foot, lash it into the roof of the net. It was very reminiscent of his goal against Leeds last year. Absolutely superb finish, and and he's he's absolutely on fire at the minute, Bukayo Saka. And again, this is what we need from him. We need these goals. We need him to get to twenty this season, and he's he's well on the way. And I I just you know I always think Saka's got this in him. I I, I can't count the amount of times I said I think he should be a twenty five to thirty goal a season, Premier League goal a season player. That's how good he is. He has to be our version of Mo Salah and you're seeing that he can do it. He absolutely can do it. And at this age, I think at this age, Mo Salah had played 12 league games in in uh, 12 league games in, in Egypt. Like, it's it's immense the way he is. He's ahead of Cristiano Ronaldo at, at this age in goals and assists. Like, that's the level, I think, where Saka can get to. That's where he needs to be be looking at. It's It's not... He's not just another piece... He needs to be our main man. Between him and Erdegaard, we've got two potential Ballon d'Or winners in this squad. They both need to be on top form for us to get where we need to get. We're chasing some sensational teams and we absolutely need them. And if they keep playing like this, there is every chance we can get where we need to get to. Just after, um, there was a bad injury for Aaron Ramsey. Uh, we've heard that before, but it wasn't that one this time. Um, it's the one that Burnley got from Villa. and I actually like Aaron Ramsey. I think he's a really good player. Um, and I hope that this isn't as bad as it looked. It, it, was, a, it was a nothing tackle from Odegaard. It wasn't even a foul. Um, but his knee, it looked like, I don't know if his foot got caught in the ground, twisted or what, but his knee just collapsed. And it... It looked a bad one. Hopefully it's not, but it, it did look like it. And the game was stopped for a while and you're kind of thinking, you know, our momentum's going to get stopped and hopefully it doesn't affect Erdegaard too badly. Um, and we, we picked it up quite well after that, but but faults with, with Aaron Ramsey, I, I hope that's not 
as serious as it looked. I hope he's back soon um, because it, it really didn't look good. When the game restarted, we kind of picked up from where we left off. We missed two chances in quick succession. Trossard both times he dragged one wide, hit one high and wide. And then on 65 minutes, the fourth goal comes. It, it, was, it was obvious that it was coming once again. It's Erdegaard with a, a brilliant pass out to the left to find Kivior, who's bombing forward. Kivior cuts it back. It wasn't his best cut back. It may, I think he was actually trying to get it to Saka and it was behind him. Um, but it made its way through to Havertz. Havertz couldn't really get it under control. It squirmed out to Trossard. And Trossard bends it in the bottom corner of his left foot. I think Trossard is, is having a brilliant run. I thought he had a pretty poor start to the season. Uh, I don't think he was very impressive. I think this through the middle role up top is his best role. I think he's fine on the left. Uh, I think he's he's terrible as a left eight. Like I don't think he should, that should ever be tried again. But I think he's fine coming off the left. But I think this role is his best role. He's just unfortunate in that, obviously, we've got Gabriel Jesus. Um, Kai Havertz can play there as well. And in the summer, we're probably going to be looking for someone else to play that role in a, in a slightly different way. But for, for right now, Trossard is, is playing some sensational football. He really is playing well. And it was interesting that immediately after that goal, the triple sub comes. It's Saka, White and Trossard for Nelson and Ketia and Cedric. Now, we got a big game in a week, and these subs were nothing to do with the players coming on and all about the players coming off. Saka was on a hat-trick. Don't care. Get off. We've got a big game in a week. We've got big games coming up. We need you for. Saka didn't even look too bothered by it. He knew what the deal was. Off he comes. Ben White. Tommy Asu didn't make the bench. That was disappointing. We've got no cover at fullback. He obviously can't come back in and play. We don't want to be starting Cedric. So, Ben White, off you go. Get yourself wrapped in some cotton wool. And Trossard. And I think that the Trossard one is interesting because he could quite easily have taken off Erdegaard for Smith-Rowe or Erdegaard for Eddie and dropped Trossard back. He could have taken off Martinelli, um, moved Trossard wide and played Eddie up top. He had options. And it was Trossard that he chose to chose to remove. Um, I think that speaks volumes about how he's seeing Trossard at the moment. I think Trossard's important to this team while Jesus is out. And... That sub just shows you how Arteta's thinking about him. I know Arteta goes through spells of kind of seemingly not wanting to play him or, you know, he only comes off the bench. And I do still think that he's a magnificent weapon off the bench for us. But right now, he's needed up front and he's playing very, very well. And I think those subs, that confirms it. Um, just after Eddie comes on, he had a decent chance. Martinelli skimmed his man down the left-hand side, put in a brilliant cross. Um, Eddie headed down just wide. We were still knocking on the door, 4-0 up, and we're still going for it. Um, and then comes the fifth goal. I want to give a special bit of praise to Jakob Kivior here because Kivior has not had the greatest start to his Arsenal career. I think he was, up until before New Year, before we went to Dubai, I honestly, I thought he was done. I mean, I thought he was so poor in that in those games on a run-up to Christmas, that, or the run-up to New Year. I honestly thought he was done. He looked so out of place. At West Ham, he was very good. I thought he had a poor start to the game, but he grew into it and then was pretty comfortable. And today, I thought he was he was excellent. I thought he was very good. Um, his quick thinking from the throw is like the complete opposite of watching Ben White on the other side. Ben White looks like he can never throw the ball to anyone. He takes so long. He's had, I think, three bookings um, for time-wasting this season, and it's really not time-wasting. It's just that he doesn't seem to be able to throw the ball in play. 
Well, this time, Kivior got it, looked up, saw Havertz, and it was a brilliant long throw. And Havertz went, and off he goes. And Havertz is away. Burnley's defending was poor all day. This was poor as well. Eventually, someone got back on him. He cut inside, nutmegged him, slotted it home. And that's that, 5-0. Jorginho came on for Rice immediately. Um, a couple of minutes later, ESR comes on for Kai. And that was it, job done. Big three points, five goals means that we've now got the best goal difference in the league. We've come from nowhere to score 11 goals in the last two games. And the goal difference could be important. I'm not sure that it will be, um, but it, it could be important. But it was a big win, especially after Liverpool got that big win earlier on at, at Brentford, who, were, who, like Burnley, were, were exceptionally poor. Um, and it, it's tough in these games because, obviously, West Ham got a lot of stick last week because they were very bad. Burnley today were very bad. But the common thread in these games are that we are also very good. So when you try and weight it on which way is it, I think it's more weighted to the fact that we are a very, very good football team. We've got excellent players and we're playing absolutely brilliantly at the minute. And we fear nobody. And we knew going into today that if we played anywhere near our best, we were going to be far too much for them. And that's the way it turned out. Um, Manchester City are about to play now. I don't watch Manchester City games. I find them boring and I find them annoying. So I don't bother watching them. So I figured I'd come on and talk to you guys real quick. Um, that's about it. I think uh, I think it was a it was a good day all round. A good day at the office. I'll just give you some uh, some quick player ratings. These will probably these will probably change come tomorrow when you when I rewatch the game because I like to rewatch these games because. When you, you know, in the heat of the moment, you miss stuff. And when you come out of it afterwards, you've kind of forgot a few things. Um, but I thought David Raya had pretty much nothing to do. There wasn't a single shot on target today. Um, there wasn't much in terms of quick distribution because they just weren't in our box very often. So I think Rice, I'll give him a seven because there was basically no need to give him any more or less than that. Ben White, again, um, seven, solid, did have... Much to do defensively. Looked good going forward when he was needed. Saliba, seven again. Some really good touches on the ball. Some really good turns. Good distribution. Gabriel, I think I'll give Gabriel a seven and a half. I thought he was excellent in that first half when that Fofana was their biggest threat. And Gabriel was taking him. And Gabriel won every single battle against him. Even when it looked like the other guy was going to get the better of him. Gabriel got back in and took it off of Fofana. Um, thought he was excellent. Kivior, got to give him a seven and a half. He got the assist with the throw on. The cutback, I guess that'll count as he's a... It's not really an assist because Kai Havertz kind of got on the end of it before it squirmed away. But excellent from him. Um, Erdegaard, my man of the match. Again, going to give him uh, give him an eight and a half. I thought he was, he was excellent. Great goal. Great assist. Superb passing. Another fantastic performance. Rice... Seven, all action, didn't need to do anything spectacular. Kai, seven and a half, I think, took his goal very well. I thought the runs that he made were very, very difficult for them to deal with. I don't think they dealt with him very well. Saka, give him an eight, another two goals. Excellent play again from Saka, turned up, took the penalty, kept his nerve. Trossard, I think seven and a half, scored again, missed a couple of chances, but linked up very well. And Gabriel Martinelli, I'll give him a seven. It was... Uh, it was a bit quiet because most of our attacks were going down the other side, a bit like they were last week at West Ham. There was no need to go down the left-hand side because we were we were tearing them apart down the right. 
but he did you know he had a couple of good moments where he skinned his man and and created some chances so that's that for today um i'll be back again on monday we'll uh, we'll go over it after i've had a chance to rewatch and look and then we will obviously know the city result to see see where we stand in the weekend overall but um have a great rest of your weekend don't forget to laugh at tottenham because they get battered everywhere they go and even when they're at home so enjoy and uh, i will speak to you later Bye-bye.